The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to the Joel Mahalik show. and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show. I am here with the lovely Sharon. Say hello. Say hello. Say hello. Hi. Come on. We're, <laughs> we're back in the saddle. I know. It feels good. After a week off. Yeah. Unexpectedly. It feels good. Yeah. feels good to be back in the saddle, right? Yeah, it does. And it feels good to be back in the studio. I know. Yeah. I don't like not being in the studio. Right. And the portable studio at the beach is not... Mm-mm. worthy of our it's yeah. not worthy of our listenership it's, it's unfortunate but they deserve better right <laughs> they do they do absolutely, absolutely they do absolutely so yeah we're both i'm sure glad to be back in the studio yeah yeah I like the studio equipment <laughs> <laughs> right. you know yeah and i sound too. more like an announcer and you Welcome sound, yeah. to the Joel Mahalik Show. You do sound better. <laughs> Bet- better. Better. Anyway, this is the Joel Mahalik Show, and you can get the show and much more at the website at www.jmtalk.net. Oh, my. You okay? Yeah. I, am I seriously keeping you awake? You seriously are. I mean, it's only like 6 o'clock in the evening. I know, but <laughs> I did a lot today. So stop by there at the website, and you can get the show streamed 24-7 if you can't wait for us each week. Otherwise, make sure you subscribe. Subscribe to the <laughs> podcast right there at the webpage, and never miss an episode. There you go. Uh, also, look us up at Facebook, uh, at JM Talk, and Twitter, JM Talk Radio. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've really been away. I've been away. I'm trying oh to think. Oh, my goodness. But listen, here's the most important part. Of the show. We're going to start off with the most important part. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because it all happened and then we had uh, a week hiatus. We want to mention that uh, our new our new member to the team, no, not Molly, who just came in to check the status <laughs> of the studio. Hello, right. Molly. Hi, Molly. Uh, our, our new team member, Abigail Baver, uh, who was at the Hippie Fest, 2019 Hippie Fest, uh, uh, actually, the early May, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In Salisbury, North Carolina, and she interviewed some uh, <laughs> amazing people. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I love. She's so natural. Yeah, she, she is. She's really, very really, really is very natural for never having done it and yeah. wa- and wanting to do it. Yeah. And we said, "Well, go, girl, and do it." Exactly. And she did. So the video montage of her interviews Mm -hmm. uh, is on the YouTube channel. So another point about the website that we don't normally talk about. I mean, the shows are put on YouTube. 
but we've been talking about a couple things going on with the YouTube channel. Well, finally, something other than just the Joel Mahalik Show has landed on the Joel Mahalik Show YouTube. Right. Go over there. When you get to the website, click the YouTube link. Go to YouTube and uh, and check out Abigail Baver's first broadcast. And uh, it was a very, very good one. It was a very good one. Yeah. Actually, somebody at work uh, yesterday uh, referred to her as adorable. And she is. She is so adorable. That was perfect. So, That's a perfect description of her. Uh, so go over, check out the video, give her a thumbs up, say hi in the comments, and welcome her to um, the team. And uh, keep on trucking, Abby. So that was the the most. If we did nothing else, if we sat here in silence for 56 more minutes. Awesome. I wanted to make sure. I want to make sure we got that out. If I snore every now and again. Well, that then, the, the, well, I don't. Maybe the producer I'm will just, say that that counts as uh, airtime. I just meant if there was nothing but silence. Ah, then you I would didn't snore. Mean right. Then you would I snore. I didn't right. mean that during the show I will be snoring. All righty. <laughs> hey, did you hear about the guy who won three hundred and forty million dollar jackpot? No. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was last night. Um, that's a story I should have pulled up because I don't have it on paper. But I heard about this this morning on the radio. Oh. Guess where he got his his winning numbers? Where? Take take one. I'm gonna, I, I want I his want birthday. you. No, his, I the I winning number. Really, you, a fortune cookie. What? A for <laughs> a string of numbers out of a fortune cookie. Wow. Can you, that's crazy. Can you believe that? Do you think he cuts the Chinese restaurant in? I mean, I'm just saying, $340 million jackpot. What's he taking home? He's taking home more than 50% of it, I think. Yeah. You know, as much as we say, I wish I could win the lottery. I wish I could win the lottery. I don't want to win the lottery. No? No. No, that's an interesting statement you made. What do you mean you don't want to win the lottery? Because people say when you get that much money, it changes you. And... I don't want that to happen. Yeah, I would love to have all my bills paid off. And yeah, I would love to have money. Right. But not that much. And Okay, not... well, what if we won just like a little bit of, uh, like a small lottery? Well, I did win a small lottery. Yeah, you won $10 hey, on a scratch-off. Hey, hey, So you and, and, So and, I and won all, $10. And I mean, I, I, I want to congratulate you and all, but the only thing I can think of is keep on scratching because $10 <laughs> is not going to get you or I out of debt. Okay? So keep on scratching. <laughs> I know. I say I don't want to win the lottery. I, I just, yeah, would I like that much money? Of course. I don't know if I'd want that much money. I don't, I don't want that much money at my disposal. Well, it wouldn't be at your disposal because you, as you know, as you know, and, and now the audience will know, should that happen to us, first of all, we'd have to play. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's should, a given. <laughs> should that happen to us? Here's the thing. First and foremost, we live in a state where, fortunately, we can be anonymous because no one's going to know, except the house will have one hell of a makeover. But anyway, um, 
But, you know, as you know, I already, in my mind, I have a list of what would need to be done and what we would do. And that would be what comes first, what comes second. You know, paying off the bills and securing, right. you know, uh, college funds for the grandkids and things like that. Like, right. you know, we have a plan, or at least I have a plan for us. No, so, that's you both know. of our plan. Yeah. Okay. No, absolutely. I just, I mean, but I know me. Okay. So do I. And with a little bit of money, <laughs> I'm a shopaholic. And that's all you're going to get is a little bit of money. Well, <laughs> it would be a little more than a little bit. <laughs> a little more. Just, just a little a little smidgen more. Well, yeah, then I guess I can say I'm, I'm glad that you are my husband and that you are so misery. Not misery, I, yeah, misery. I don't, I don't think of it as misery as much as I think of it as uh, wisery. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And I'm not, and, and I, I, I don't know if I'd want one hundred, two hundred, three hundred million. You know, enough to take care of things, take care of our future, invest, make some investments, some wise investments for retirement years. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which would happen immediately, and <laughs> and you would and you wouldn't know because we live in an anonymous state. Yeah. you wouldn't know. Right. Sorry, you would not know, except for the seventy thousand dollar Ram truck I'll be driving. <laughs> Other than that, you wouldn't know. Right. You'd be like, "What? Did you hit the lottery? You don't know me. <laughs> right. You don't know what payments I can afford. <laughs> you don't pay my bills. Right. All right." <laughs> Russian roulette. So congratulations to the dude. Yeah, right? Russian roulette. Pick the next story that we're going to talk about for the rest of this segment. Okay, so for your information, people out in, in <laughs> yeah, radio the, land. Theater of the Mind. She's going to give you Theater okay, of the Mind. Yes. He is holding three pieces of folded paper fanned out. And he's telling me to pick one, and that will be our next subject. Yes. Okay? So I will pick this one. All right. Let's see what she picked. I feel like the great Karnak. <laughs> and the answer is... Right? <laughs> no, not this one. I'm just what? kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. So, um, well, the reason I did that was, one, uh, variety. I thought it would be yeah, fun to have you pick cute. it. Mm -hmm. But, like, we have so much great stuff to talk about this week. We okay. may not get to it all. And, and what's fortunate about that is it goes on the docket for next week. <gasps> what? Yeah. All right. So, anyway, this is about that Uber driver. And I know you know what I'm talking about. You forgot what I was talking about? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is about the Uber driver um, who targeted a San Mateo home. Of his passengers after dropping oh, them off yeah, at the airport. That's right. Yes. Um, okay. So, Jackie Gordon Wilson, 38-year-old resident of Rancho Cordova in Sacramento County, California, was arrested last Friday night on suspicion of breaking into and ransacking a home, according to San Mateo Police. He's an Uber driver. He drops his fare, this couple off at the airport, and then returns to their home where he picked them up to burglarize their home. Wow. Uh, officers, officers responded at 5.37 p.m. to a report of a burglary on the 1700 block of Nash Drive. Well, I don't know why I give street addresses when right? I do this, you know? <laughs> anyway, uh, they found a residence completely ransacked. Uh, home surveillance system captured the suspect entering the residence and alerted the homeowner who shared a video on a community app. 
Um, other users identified the man as an Uber driver seen lurking around a home less than a half a mile away on another street. Wow. Like, with all the technology that homeowners have, with being able to look at cameras on their phone, right. no matter where they're at. Yeah. So these people happened to be at the airport or on the airplane, wherever they were, and saw, hey, that dude doesn't belong in our house. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, it just boggles my mind how some criminals are so stupid. Well, there's no doubt here that uh, Uber has uh, said that he is no longer with the company. They removed the driver's access to the app as soon as they were made aware of the allegations and stand ready to assist the police in their investigation. Um, it was said that this is the first rideshare burglary case that they have heard of in the city of San Mateo. So, okay, but what about another place? Exactly. Well, that's uh, okay. So this is where we expand the story a little bit with some commentary. And now for your commentary. Okay. So (laughs) they say they don't have any other reports. No, they said this is the first case they've heard of in their city. But like as you say, what about other places? Yeah. This is a real trust issue. Yeah, exactly. You know, think about. Now, I would never use Uber. Right. Even though my neighbor is an Uber driver. Is he an Uber driver? Oh, wait. Are you talking about that neighbor? No, I mean that neighbor. That neighbor? Which one? The woman. Yes. What? Yes. I thought she worked for a bank. Yes. Oh, she dropped the bank passengers off and then went back to the bank? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway. Right now. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, absolutely. That's crazy. Yep, and then we have a Lyft driver down the street. And then my yeah. bu- my buddy from work drives yeah, for both. Right. Crazy. Crazy. So, <laughs> but it, it, but it's becoming a trust issue. Our daughter takes Uber. Mm-hmm. She lives in the Windy City. So once right. in a while, not all the time, once in a while, when she needs that sort of transportation, and she ends up taking an Uber. But yeah, that's rare though for her to do that. What's creepy about this whole thing, when you think about it on, as a whole, is these are people that are just subcontractors for right. Uber. I mean, you know, right. they, they, there's like a checklist for your car. My car passes muster. Uber said, yeah, we're ready to go. And then you get an app on your phone, and that's how you get paid. Like, you don't interview with Uber. Right. Uh, not face-to-face. You never go to the Uber headquarters. Right. You know? And the my point with that is, is it's not just Uber. It's not just Lyft. Now you have these food companies now they're contracting people they don't know to come pick your food up and bring and deliver and you remember i was about to say member talking to someone that i know i was about to say member my philly was going to come flying out of my mouth (laughs) i was just talking to someone that i know about the food delivery portion of that right and you uh, what i was going to say was you remember a couple months back we talked about that one incident where the two guys driving that food, delivering mm-hmm. it, and the one guy dunked his testicles into the salsa. Right. Remember that? That was that spicy yeah. show we talked about. <laughs> anyway. Come on. I'm already grossed but, out all over again. But my point is, you know, so th- this is it. And then I just heard an ad a couple of days ago that Amazon is looking for companies that want to do little startups. You start your own business, hire some drivers, and be a logistics to move our product to your community. So they're looking to partner up. 
with even more of this type of driver. Right. You don't know what's going on in your packages. We witnessed our neighbor getting a delivery when they weren't home, and the yeah. and the contracted Amazon driver just tossed the package in the rain across the yard and up, you know, against yep. the door. And yep. so we're and we're experiencing this. How many packages have we lost since Christmas? I know. I don't know where it went. It's reported lost or damaged or just didn't show up. Yeah. How did you make two failed attempts and now the package is gone? Right. Can't be delivered the third time because it's lost. Wow. So, you know, I'm not saying I don't want to be a trustworthy person, but I believe that there's good in everybody until you show differently. And I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't think these drivers can be trusted. I agree. No I, fight in it at all? No. Disagree because with something. I really Disagree agree. with something. Even testicle I disagree. saucer. I disagree. Oh, you disagree with testicle salsa, right? Yes. Okay. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just, I don't know how I feel. I know I feel, if I were those people, I would feel so violated. Right. And because I would never, ever do use Uber again. And especially. Or even a taxi I'd be leery about. Right. And that's, that, well, yeah. And they probably tipped them. They probably tipped them pretty good. So not only were the people nice to you, you know, a nice ride. Maybe you had some nice conversation. Maybe they Mm -hmm. gave you a nice tip. And you go back and and, steal from them. Right. Right. It's a shame. It is. So I don't. It's disgusting. So it, it makes me wonder, will things like this eventually bring that kind of industry to a crash and halt? And then... Because, you know, a lot of taxi companies are starting to mm-hmm. go under. Why? Because of Uber, because of Lyft. Right. You know, uh, what's going to happen to UPS or FedEx if they keep driving for these small business startups to go deliver their product? Exactly. And you're not getting the service you get from them. These companies go away. And when does this system as a whole, everything I'm talking about, when does that bring the whole thing to a crash and halt? And transportation gets back to where it should have always been. And where is that? I mean, the, well, the way well the way it was with you know, uh, you know, UPSs and FedExes. I mean, you right? Know, okay. Listen, I am yeah. I was accustomed with my Prime, Amazon Prime to having FedEx deliver my exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yep. You know, and now and I, you got to know your FedEx driver. Right. You know. Right. And Amazon says, "Oh, Prime one day delivery." Yes, one day delivery. But they don't, they're not even telling you how long it will take for the product to go out the door. To have that one day delivery, exactly. I, you know, I, I just feel like it's collapse. It's going to collapse at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, everything, right? Yep. So absolutely. So I, I you know, I, as usual, I'll say, stop by the Facebook at JM Talk and share your thoughts on Uber, Lyft, Uber Eats, mm-hmm. uh, some of the other ones. I mean, I, I don't know. Would you do it? Have you done it? Does this change? Do these types of stories change your mind? Or do you just go out and just keep living anyway, the way it was, and take your chances? Right. You know? Uh, let us know. Uh, meanwhile, I guess we're going to take a break, and I'm going to drink some iced tea, because I'm not even looking at the clock, but Sharon's really watching that show clock, and she gives me I these really, faces. No, I... Mm-hmm. And she said, look, I look, was staring look. at you the whole show, and I happened to look, look over, well, th- and, and thank I'm like, goodness oh, that you did. look at the time. And thank goodness And then you I did. got those bug eyes. <laughs> And looked at you with those bug eyes. All right, bug eyes. All right. We will be back uh, with more with uh, Joel Mahalik and bug eyes. Or no, Sharon and bug eyes. It was the other way around. 
right after this. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat, and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Welcome back to the Joel Mahalik Show. Joel Mahalik here with you, and I'm sitting across from the most beautiful woman in the world, Sharon. The oh lovely Sharon. God. So, welcome back. Website is... <laughs> you need your eyes checked. <laughs> JMTalk.net. Speaking I just took of a, bug eyes. <laughs> I just took a drink, and now my like I'm like, <clears throat> I hate to... Your throat <clears throat> is tickly. Right. Hold on. <laughs> Say something. Say something. <clears throat> something, something, I need something. a second to I turn my mic down and see if I... I hope that didn't get on. Anyway... Uh, so jmtalk.net, the website, 24-7 stream there. Make sure you check out the YouTube uh, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we're at Facebook at JM Talk and JM Talk Radio at Twitter. And that's the business end of the program. <laughs> Stop with the boo-boo face. <laughs> so uh, a couple of weeks ago... I mentioned, I think it was during uh, like the third segment, I, I don't believe you were... On the show at that time, but I talked about the you remember, you remember the family of five last year. Oh my god! Because we were I know. coming up on on Memorial Day, and I was kind of reminding people, listen, I want you to be safe. I want you to be careful. Yeah. I mean, you know, all of us, all yeah. of us. Didn't this happen last about this time last yeah. year? I think it was a holiday weekend. It last was. Year. I think it was the Fourth of July. Was weekend? it? Well, I happen to have there might be a rehash on the story. The reason I'm bringing it up is because. A couple of weeks ago when I brought it up, I, I, I snuck it into talking about, hey, let's be safe. It's a holiday weekend and anytime we should be safe when we're driving this and that. And, mm-hmm. I, and I mentioned about that and uh, about the family of five. And I also mentioned that what's odd is, and you and I have talked about this before too, is sometimes we say, we'll keep you posted on that story. And you never hear anything about those stories right. anymore. Right. Well, breaking news this week. Oh, I wish I had a breaking news thing right there. Bam, 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 bam. Breaking right. news. Oh, right. my God. That'd be awesome. <laughs> breaking news. Uh, so, uh, in regards to uh, that family of five from Teaneck, New Jersey, that were uh, killed in that car crash, wrong way car crash last year. Okay, four of them. One, July. Two. So, you're right. Well, no, the, oh, no. There's right. six family members. Everyone but the mother Got died. You. Okay. Okay. And... Um, so, Albert S. Hubbard III of East Newmarket uh, pleaded guilty to five counts of operation of motor vehicle causing death and three counts of vehicular assault. Um, now, here's the thing. and I don't mean to turn away from you for a second. You're fine. I'm going to no, turn away no, from you I'm, for a second. And, I'm reading with you. Okay. I just need to get my eyes in front of me. I'm trying to talk over here. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, so the wrong way driver from Maryland's eastern shore crashes truck into a family car, uh, killing five of the six family members. All the victims pronounced dead at the scene. Um, and the wife and mother 
were the only family members to survive. No, the wife. The, oh, the wife, wife and mother, and mother okay. of the children. So it was only one stuff? person. Oh, well, it's a Maryland newspaper. That's why. Uh. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, was... Hubbard faces up to 14 years in prison and a $3,450 fine. Okay. Sentencing is scheduled for September. Um, an investigation found no evidence that drugs or alcohol played a part in a crash. Now, this is some of the information that I was starving for. If you remember last year, I was like, yeah. I want to know. What happened? I know exactly. everything about that accident except what happened in that pickup truck. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Delaware police say that Hubbard drove the wrong way on a Delaware highway, obviously, when his pickup truck crashed into a minivan killing the five members. How many times are going to re- uh, repeat that part? Yeah, it was Fourth um, of July weekend. Yes, after it was. that. Well, after that, no, yeah, it was that it weekend happened on July sixth. But we were heading. Oh, Fourth happened in the middle of the week. Yes. So it was that holiday weekend. Though, yes. Because we took us like four and a half hours to they get down to the beach. They were coming north. Remember? Yes. yes. Um. So what I found interesting about this, and the reason why I'm bringing it up, is because I go back th- up. This is not the story. Um, okay. Well, he was driving on a southbound. You're right. Uh, he hit a Mercury Sable and then kept going and then hit the minivan in the northbound lanes. But this is not the story that hit me this week, though. This is not the story that hit me. The story that hit me this week was, I thought, slightly different because it discussed what the charges were. Like, as yeah. I understand it, these are lesser charges. Yeah. Vehicular homicide wasn't even mentioned. I mean, how do you get lesser charges? Which is a lesser charge from murder. Right. Right, obviously, but yeah. So 14 years and a $3,400 fine. I mean, it just something doesn't sound right about that. You know? It should be 14 years per life. In other words, per life that he took. So five times... 14. Mm. That's a shame. Now, we can also confirm, because from coming back from the beach a couple of weeks ago, we can confirm that construction is well underway. Yes. Putting up cable barriers in the median that would prevent vehicles, in theory. Yeah. If there's a crash and one of them continues going, that the cables will stop them. Right. From crossing over. So that they won't go into the oncoming traffic. Right. Right. Um, you know, and that's 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 well and good, but I, I'll continue to stand on my ground and say, why don't you just don't be a jackass and drive properly? Pay attention to what you're doing. Yeah, I'd love to know how fast he was going. Yeah, none of that's mentioned either. None of that is mentioned. You know. Yeah, I mean, the, the, just here it just goes on to say, you know. Um, more about the family and you know kind yeah. of some you know some heartstring stuff which obviously you know we went through i mean this was that's just sad for so many people that were affected i mean this and because we were traveling we traveled around it and in that mess mm-hmm. many hours to get down there and it was the talk of people down at the beach all weekend yeah it was you it know was. it was just terrible and on our travel down we saw the accident after obviously after it happened right but we saw the the cars on the road yeah it was a mess it was horrible it was a mess it's something that you don't easily forget that's for sure 
So um, obviously, if if we get breaking news in September to see what actually happened, because you know that's the thing. Okay, it's it's early June, and so now his attorney has like three months to maybe continue some negotiating. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I I don't in know. In theory, I mean, it, yeah, it, that's can that happen, or is it just no? You just sit here and wait for sentencing. Mm. The judge will know what to do. Yeah, I mean, since he pled guilty, that's pretty much all that's going to happen. Well, he said, "All right, I did it." You know, better not be and out the in judge five. Is, yeah, the judge is going to be like, "Okay, so we set a date for your sentencing." Hmm. And I have between now and the sentencing date to figure out exactly oh, what I'm okay. giving you. I wasn't you. thinking like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it says he could face. He could face. Yeah. Anyway, so that's, that's, that's and they go by the typical length of punishment for that type of crime. Now, hmm. the judge may say, you know what? You need to serve every bit of that 14 years. Yeah. Every second. Yeah, because, again, uh, you know, uh, people are the not held responsible for their actions. Exactly. They'll give him 14 years and then he'll be out in two for good behavior. Right. Okay, so we we have time for another one. Okay. And I think I get to pick this one. Oh, yeah? Well, this the the one about the family from New Jersey was a given. We were were going to review that whether you wanted to or not. Whether you, Molly, or anyone told me differently. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, now, this is not a news story, which is fine, because we're not exactly a news show. No, we're just a we're talk just, about anything we want show. Right. Well, this is an opinion piece that I found extremely interesting and worthy of conversation. It is. I don't even know what it's about. You so. don't. You don't. No. So, so here we go. Uh, so the title of this op-ed is Bring Back Home Economics Class Because Our Kids Lack Basic Life Skills. Oh, my God, that is so true. Now, five or seven years ago on the air, and when I had the old show, I uh, had a statistic then, and I'm sure it's going up. Mm -hmm. At that point, 38% of schools had abandoned home economics classes from their curriculum. Right. 38%. It's a waste of time. It's a staggering. So... um, and this is saying, uh, just point out some things here. I forgot to do some highlights. The home economics course had several good aims, including teach young girls to become good wives and housekeepers, to teach them to clean, cook, sew, and provide them with life skills. On the other hand, shop class was based on the premise that boys should grow up and become strong men, able to build and fix things, use drills, hacksaws, and other tools, work with metal and wood. Agreed? I agree. I, I, uh, yeah, I agree. absolutely. Back in the 50s. However, the entire concept of a traditional family has shifted over time and it has been and it has brought both positive and negative changes. Now, the current school education programs lack such lessons. Some believe that those courses are not suitable for the cutting edge educational modules and schools focus on things like normal center and capacity based learning with constrained subsidizing. On the other hand, there are also parents that are worried that their children lack the, the basic skills to survive in the world as an adult. And that, no doubt, is absolutely true. And uh, and that's why uh, I'm developing the YouTube series that should hopefully get started soon. 
<laughs> called How Stuff's Done. Right. You know, because what we have, they're cutting out the uh, home ec classes, and what we're stuck with are a bunch of millennials on social media hashtagging things ad- adulting, A-D-U-L-T-I-N-G. Adulting. I, I went to the bank today and opened up a savings account, hashtag adulting. Uh, you know, adulting? Yeah, yeah, a verb. I'm being an adult. Look at me. Look at me. I opened up a savings account. Look at me. I fried an egg. Wow. I mean, you know, and, and they praise okay. themselves on social media using these hashtags, you know? And Look at me. I'm 15 and have a kid. I'm adulting. <laughs> right? Hashtag adulting. Hashtag adulting fatty. Wow. <laughs> But you're right. Well, that, that's a, that's another issue, you know that the that traditional learning has allowed these things to happen. Look at the social. Yep. We talk about social norms in society. Let's talk about some social abnorms. Yeah. Ha- children having children is a social abnorm caused by things like home ec classes, uh, health. Uh, remember sex education classes yeah. where they taught you how not to have children yeah, when you're a child. Exactly. How to use contraceptives. You know, how to use prevention methods. You know, I'm, I'm sure they don't do that anymore. I mean, what are they doing in the schools? Teaching them how to put rubbers on bananas. I never did that. Well, yeah. Did you do that? Yeah. You put condoms on bananas. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but the movies do. <laughs> I was going to say, and then did you go like this to the banana? <laughs> anyway. Oh. Uh, so let's see. Nowadays, secondary schools are constrained in explicit home financial aspect courses. Now, understudies can be given the opportunity to choose individualized related courses, for example, family studies, food, nutrition, or health and safety. These courses have not totally left the school system, but their quality is reduced. In 2012, there were just 3.5 million understudies taking uh, a crack at family I'm consumer. Blogging. I'm sorry. Consumer Auxiliary Projects, which is 38% reduction in 10 years. So in 2012, as I said, a couple years ago, five, seven years ago. So in 2012, 38% reduction over 10 years. Hold on just one (laughs) second. I'm sorry. So my my point, folks, is um, when you reduce... Those kind, those kinds of studies, you wind up having the social abnorms that we're having today, and it's not just that uh, they have reduced uh, measures on driver education. So uh, when you're out on the roadways and uh, you have to ask yourself, who's teaching these kids to drive? You know, and we create, and, and that's another social abnorm. Another social abnorm. This is my word, by the way created uh, uh, by this whole new thing is, you know, like Sharon said earlier, technology, you know, the cell phones, using cell phones while driving instead of concentrating on driving. You wouldn't think of that 30 years ago. Because they didn't have cell phones 30 years ago. But you wouldn't think about doing so many other things other than driving. And what has this done? that's true. This has pushed auto companies to go, well, let's talk about autonomous driving. If you're not going to pay attention, then we'll build cars that will just do it for you. And we're creating stupid people. So I thought this piece was excellent because it brought so many things in my mind to the forefront. that Absolutely. We talked about it in a piece here and a piece here and a piece here. 
And then I found this op-ed, and I'm like, this pulls everything into the center. And excuse me, Molly, we'll be we'll be with you in several minutes. Don't be a social abnorm. <laughs> she's, she's like just outside the studio and she wants to cry. I know, right? Did you feed her dinner? No. Oh. So Don't judge me. <laughs> Molly, do you want to speak on the microphone? You want to talk to Molly? No, you just want to scratch her on mommy's legs? Okay. Yeah. So, um, so we need... How, like, how do you... How do you stop the adulting thing? You don't. You do. You've I know, got, you, but you, you, you can't because it it makes the child feel like they're doing something. Sorry. Here's here's my point. Oh, I feel like. It's, it took a generation, mm-hmm. it, approximately a generation, to wreck this. Yeah. And I think it's going to take at least a generation to fix it. Mm. But it's not going to be a generation anytime soon. So you don't think that... No. I, I think it's going to go a couple generations. Really? Yeah. I, listen, I, I'll tell you right now. Kids this, are seeing what their parents are doing. The world... But the world they're talking on the phone and they're... The world won't last, in my opinion, that long. It can't, you know, if it takes a couple generations, I don't think the socioeconomic fabric of the planet will survive disrespectful uh, uh, brats. Yeah, I I agree. What happens when these disrespectful brats take over Washington? Oh, wait a minute. No, I <laughs> forgot about Congress. <laughs> Um, so, um, anyway, really good piece. Yeah. And, um. Some thought-provoking, yeah. uh, subjects here. And so she closes saying, we had to find some way of revisiting home economic and shop classes. Right. You know, um, which is true. Yeah. I had my car repaired by the shop class guys. And, 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 yeah. and it counted towards their grade. Like, they fixed my car. Right. In class, you know. Yeah. Sure, it took a whole semester, but hey, <laughs> it didn't cost me a dime. Right. So. And they got to learn. They did some learning. Right. They, yeah, they got some learning about them. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, again, your thoughts. Uh, welcome on the Facebook page or JM Talk. and uh, Or drop us a line at Twitter. It's JM Talk Radio. Uh, the website, jmtalk.net. A whole lot of JM Talk going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. So I guess Molly needs attention, so we'll go find out what her attention is. And we'll be back, or I'll be back, uh, after we find out what kind of attention this fur baby needs. needs. So don't go anywhere, folks. uh, The third segment, Home Stretch, coming up. Bye, Sharon. Bye, y'all. Look, Bullwinkle, we got a message. Big mail from Thumb Founder. This is really what I call a message. What the thing, Rocky? What the thing? It says they're listening to 920-W-O-N, the Apple. Ooh, Brooklyn, New York. And now, here's something we hope you'll really like. Ta-da! Are you ready for some more Joel Mahalik show? I'd better not. Uh, I have what doctors call a little bit of a weight problem. I have the irrefutable proof that the Earth is not flat. 
Here it is. If the Earth was flat, don't you think cats would be on the edge of it, knocking off? A new episode every Sunday at JoelMahalik.com. Welcome back, folks, to the Joel Mahalik Show. This is the home stretch of the show, the third segment, the final segment. And uh, thanks for sticking with us. The website to visit for the program is jmtalk.net. And on that webpage, you'll find several things of interest, including our newest member of the team, Abigail Baver, and her debut video of being out and about and doing interviews. And, uh, hey, if you click and get yourself to our YouTube channel, you'll get to see that video of her in uh, interviewing people at the 2019 Hippie Fest in Salisbury, North Carolina. Uh, so stop over there and uh, give her a thumbs up and um, show her some love, like the video, share the video. Uh, also on the website, you can subscribe to the podcast. And, hey, why wouldn't you? And if you miss us during the week, Sharon and I, then you can listen to the 24-7 stream right there on any device with internet. Groovy, right? And especially nowadays, because you can get these Bluetooth stereos for your car, hook your phone in, you get to listen to the podcast while you're driving. Hey, I do. I don't know if that's narcissistic or anything, but I do. I'm always listening to the podcast in my car. So, there you have it. Uh, also, at Facebook, we're JM Talk, and at Twitter, we can be contacted at JM Talk Radio. So, there is the different ways to get a hold of the show. And uh, in the home stretch here, we got a couple things going on. Uh, the first thing I want to get to, and as I look through a million things, is I want to talk about this. Uh, I, I came across it on Facebook, actually, from my brother-in-law, and I am going to um, use it. I told him I was. Do you ever do that? Are you ever rude and you go on Facebook and you, you like something somebody posts and you just take it without saying anything? That's a thing. That's an offensive thing to some people. They don't like when their stuff is shared without you saying you're going to take it and share it. it. It's weird. I'm not saying everyone's like that, and I'm certainly not saying my brother-in-law is like that. What I'm saying is that's a real thing. People get... People get hurt over the stupidest things these days. And one of the things I've actually seen people argue about on Facebook is you took that and shared it and you didn't ask me first. You didn't tell me you were doing it. Boo freaking who? Okay? So, uh, I know my brother-in-law Bob is not crying tonight over this. So, I am going to... Um, I can't claim this, but I'm going to thank him for this. But anyway, it goes like this. And it and, and, and it's true. And I think most people who are, at least from my generation, on back will feel this way. Um, I was a child. When I was a child, I grew up in Chester. Yeah, that's Chester, Pennsylvania. And I grew up in a time when most everyone treated each other with respect. We didn't eat fast food. Okay, well, maybe once in a while we did as a treat. Especially those day trips to Ocean City. But we drank homemade Kool-Aid. We ate lunch meat sandwiches, grilled cheese sandwiches, hot dogs, PB&J, but mostly homemade meals consisting of meat, potatoes, and a vegetable. We grew up during a time when it was simple. If you needed eggs, you asked a neighbor. Or sugar, for that matter. 
We went outside to play. We played games like Manhunt, not Xbox. We rode bikes, climbed trees, jumped rope, ran with siblings and friends, played hide-and-seek Red Rover, captured a flag, cowboys and Indians. We played outside until it was dark. A time when there was no bottled water, so we turned on the hose to get a drink. Or the fire hydrants were turned off, turned on so we could cool off in our bathing suits. There wasn't any cable TV. In the area I grew up in, we had just 3, 6, 10, 17, 29, and 48. Later on, 57 came along. And this was all done with an antenna on the roof of the house. We didn't have cell phones, no internet, no YouTube. We had a landline phone that maybe went five feet. And that's all we knew. We watched cartoons on Saturday morning. Some of us went to church on Sunday morning. We walked to school. Yes, walked. We were called walkers. And if you were bad in school, you got in trouble in school. And when you got home, you got your ass beat again because your parents already knew that you were bad in school. We would ride bikes for hours and talk until the lightning bugs came out. You learned from your parents instead of disrespecting them and treating them as if they knew nothing. Parents took pride in being honest and having a strong work ethic. Kids that were around guns were taught how to properly use them and to respect them and never thought of taking another life with a gun. We ate around the dinner table. We talked to each other as a family. We asked each other how their day was and talked about what we learned in school. We said the Pledge of Allegiance and listened to our teachers. We watched what we said around the elders because we knew if we disrespected any grown-up, we would get our asses busted. It wasn't called abuse. It was called discipline. We held doors, carried groceries, and gave up our seats without being asked. You didn't hear curse words on the radio and songs or TV. Please and thank you were part of our daily vocabulary. So for one, I'm thankful for the childhood that I had. I will never forget where I came from. But wouldn't it be nice if it were possible to get back to that today? And that goes back to what Sharon and I were talking about in the, in the last segment. And Sharon thinks it'll take a couple generations for that to happen. I don't think we can... I don't think the, the planet... The countries, society can can survive a couple of generations trying to get this back on track. Excuse me. Uh, another reason that I brought this up for the, uh, for tonight's podcast and stole it uh, from my brother-in-law. Prior to seeing this, I saw a video of a teenager totally disrespecting his father and sort of had his father boxed into a bathroom while his brother was filming this because not because he was doing this to his father like ha ha film it to then put it on the internet that you know my brother's an ass he didn't care he was being filmed and he was like blocking his father from like leaving because the brother was like just go use my bathroom you know but I don't know what I found more interesting about this video. The fact that the kid was doing that. Or the fact that the father didn't just... I'm sorry. I would have cold cocked him. I would have put him out. I would have put him down on the floor. He would have been out for at least 20 minutes. There is no way in hell. 
And so if you saw the video that I'm talking about, which you may because it, it's all over social media, then you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't know why somebody would take that from their kid, you know. And um, But that's that's what we've become. And that's sort of why I took this and said I was taking it for the show and using it for the show because this is what we've become. So anyway, um, so there's that. Uh, now that I've done it for the program, so this weekend I'll share this on the Facebook page and you guys can see it and you can all certainly copy and paste it and move it along, especially if you, if you agree with it. I don't want you to do that if you don't agree with it. You know, one of the greatest things about the United States is that we are allowed to think for ourselves. We're allowed to have an opinion. A lot of people here forgotten that, oh, sorry, have forgotten that, that we're allowed to have our own opinion. And guess what? If you don't like my opinion, we can still be friends and talk about other things. I don't know if you realize that, but that's one of the great things about America is that we have these opinions. We're allowed to have these opinions. We're allowed to disagree with each other and still like each other. So, um, okay. So, moving along with the program, uh, we are going to now do um, our Wombat of the Week segment. Of course, coming up after that, we will uh, do our Honor Thy Heroes segment. And uh, this this segment of this week's Wombat of the Week is brought to you by Eagles Car Care. Uh, so, um, a word about them. I want to tell you about these people over there at Eagles Car Care. They do an amazing job detailing cars. Uh, Sharon had her car done there, her van, and it looked fantastic. They do an amazing job. So, I had to get mine done. I have a, two, I have a 2003 Dodge Durango. I mean, it's old. And I've had it for a couple of years. I think I washed it once or twice. But when they did the detail on this, it's a black, so it's black and it has, uh, it has, well right now, or until it got detailed, like the, like the wheel well trim and the door handles were gray. I guess that's the best way to say it, is gray. My, my, uh, my running boards were gray. You know, the back bumper was gray. And, um, now... When I saw the truck for the first time after the detailing, I did not think it was my truck. It's got this mirror shine. Everything looks out of this world. The truck has never looked better. The gray trim is black. And I just, um, I'm just amazed, really, by the detail. I mean, listen, uh, we've had detail done by in the past by other companies, and maybe we paid less money, but you pay, you get what you pay for and so we got what we paid for here too. It's absolutely the, the attention to detail will is just very striking. Um, so if you're in the vicinity of the Northern Delaware area and you want your car SUV or truck to look its very best, then look them up. Eagles Car Care. They're on Facebook, uh, and it's at Eagles Car Care. So real simple. Their handle is their name. Um, so check them out. In fact, um, if you go there. Uh, they were so impressed with my truck that the Facebook is flooded with before, during, and after pictures of my truck. I mean, not only did they amaze me, they were amazing themselves, and they were chronicling it in photos and videos the whole time. 
and putting it all over their Facebook. So check them out. Now, if you want to get involved in the fun of Wombat of the Week, you can join in by submitting your Wombat of the Week story to the show. All you got to do is email me a link to a news story of stupid people doing stupid things and send it off to wombat at joelmahalik.com or joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. Now, if you're new to the show, Joel, how do you spell that? Well, the last name is M-I-C-H-A-L-E-C, joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. You can also submit your stories in a message on the Facebook page at JM Talk, or you can DM us on Twitter as well with the link at joelmahalikradio. No, JM Talk Radio. What am I doing? I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm lost without Sharon. She left, and I'm all tongue-tied and drinking more tea than I did in the first two segments. And it's not of the Long Island variety either. So that's how you get involved in Wombat of the Week. We hope you do. Send us the stories. Uh, there are plenty out there. And so anyway, uh, a brief story this week, but... Nonetheless, a wombat is the story of uh, a Florida thief that takes a blowtorch to an ATM, but instead of cutting it open, welds it shut. Okay, this happened in Okaloosa Island, Florida. Authorities say two Florida burglars thought they were clever when they used a blowtorch to break into an ATM machine, but they did not hit the jackpot. Instead, the burning heat actually welded the ATM hinges shut. So I guess they were trying to... Uh, cut it off the hinges and then take the whole thing. Uh, Okaloosa County Sheriff's officers say that the video surveillance shows the two male suspects entering the uh, uh, entering the boardwalk. Uh, one had a crowbar, appeared to be doing the lookout, while the other one took the blowtorch to the ATM. So they ended up with nothing, and then got arrested because they were on uh, uh, surveillance video. So um, I guess this is a case where. Uh, some blowtorches, I guess, weld, and some don't. Or, or wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I could be wrong. Listen, I'm not a maintenance guy. I'm not an engineer. I mean, I know that there, you know, I know if I took a, a map torch, map gas torch, or a propane torch to metal, uh, you know, I know it's not going to cut. So maybe, maybe I need to correct myself. Blowtorches. Or is that an interchangeable uh, term? I think you have torches, like propane torch, map gas, and then I think you have welders, which do other things, including cutting. I mean, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know. But apparently, these wombats used the wrong tool for the job. And not only did they get, did they get the money, but they wound up getting arrested. So, uh, I mean, this definitely goes into the folder of stupid criminals, you know, in my book. That's, you know, sort of what I think. Um, but there you have it. Uh, so these two geniuses uh, are actually wombats, and they take home the award Wombat of the Week. Uh, so there was, a, there was a lot to choose from. I almost actually threw two in this week. But um, the problem is, and I wanted to point this out before I move on, the problem with that is I have to salvage them because... We're seeing a we're seeing an ugly turn in, in stupid news stories where, um, uh, uh, you know, it's one thing if you do something stupid and you, you get hurt, you know what I mean, or your 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 feelings get hurt, or maybe you just feel stupid, or, but we're seeing a lot of news coming across the quote unquote stupid wires that include people who die in the process, and I, I don't know if I necessarily agree, and Sharon and I talked about this, uh, agree that that qualifies. 
And so some of the stories that were submitted this past week involved people who died from doing stupid acts, and we're not too sure that we we want to go that route. So keep that in mind when you send them in. Um, you know, arrest, or, oh, they just got butt hurt from doing something stupid. Stuff like that, great. Um, I don't know if we're going to run, as Wombat of the Week, stories where people do stupid things and die. I mean, that could be discussed as in, hey, don't do this because look what happened, but certainly not uh, Wombats of the Week. So, um, okay, the uh, final segment uh, of the show, the last segment of this show anyway, it's not necessarily always the last segment of the show, but Honor Thy Heroes. Now, this is where we honor heroes, everyday heroes. And, you know, this week, this past week, was the 75th uh, uh, anniversary or 75th year since, I don't know how, I don't know if you want to call it an anniversary, D-Day, the D-Day, uh, you know, amphibious landing, uh, you know, in Normandy, where the Allied forces took the beaches and, uh, you know, put down the German uh, stronghold, and, I mean, like, some 4,400, I'm rounding, some 4,400 Americans died on those beaches, five or six different beaches, during that storming. On June 6, 1944. So, gave the ultimate sacrifice. So that evil, like the Nazi Germans, could not uh, finish their quest that they were on to take over the world. Do you see the implications there? And because, uh, because of that, well, I mean, not because of that, but particularly in this week's podcast's case, what I want to do is... I want to honor the armed forces in total. You know, which, I mean, I say it all the time. We should just every day be thanking veterans and people that are actively serving or veterans of wars or had served and are no longer serving. You know, it's, I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's such an undertaking in your life to do that. No matter what branch, no matter what job. And so, just specifically because this week is that mark in history. I want to I want to honor the entire armed forces for honor thy heroes this week. Because they're heroes every week, every day. But this week they get a special mention and hold that title for the week on this program. And so I thank each and every one of you in the armed forces for what you do. We all thank you here at the podcast. So with that, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show this week. Uh, We were very glad to be back. And uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe to the podcast. Listen to the stream. Go and see all the things happening at jmtalk.net. And feedback is always appreciated on the Facebook and Twitter channels. So be good to each other. Please drive safely out there. And we will catch you here again next week. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) 